on back, everybody, to another episode of the podcast. To be named later, I am Noah Hiles. He is... Alex Stump. And Alex, we have baseball today. Sometime, what is it, 5 o'clock first pitch? 5-10. 5-10, whenever it is. We have Major League Baseball being played by the Pittsburgh Pirates today. It feels like it's been forever. Uh, a much-needed break for the Buckos, but they're back in action later today, or might be right now, depending on when you're listening to this. This comes out at 11. So if you're listening to it when it first comes out, the Pirates have a game later on this evening against the Cincinnati Reds, and it's good to actually have some baseball to cover now that I'm a full-time employee. It's the first game since yeah. uh, I, I hopped <laughs> on board, which is exciting. We get to act, I get to actually see what it's like to cover a game on this site. So that The curse fun. of Noah Hiles is over. Yes, three days. People were starting to worry. Um, Alex, you're going to be on the road. You're actually just about to leave to head to Cincinnati. Uh, before we, we're going to, for the opening segment of, uh, the show, we're going to give a breakdown of the Cincinnati Reds. It's going to be the series preview for games against the Reds who are at the time of this recording in second place in the national league central division, uh, trailing the Cubs by around four games, maybe five, depending on their outcome against the Royals on Wednesday night. Alex, what are your thoughts about this series, just getting back on the road before we take a dive into the Red ser- uh, preview? Well, the joke of it would be, you know, it'd be nice to actually cover a road win yes. once for the site because I, I, I've been – August 22nd was my first day on the site, and it hasn't happened. This is the last chance the Pirates have to win a road game that I cover, you know, since joining the site. So, no pressure, guys. You want uh, to talk about streaks for me. Yeah, exactly. Like, I – they haven't lost since I joined. I mean, they haven't won on the uh, road there you since go. you joined. Um, Alex, the last time you're going back on the road, have you covered this team in Cincinnati? No. I okay, haven't. because the last time they were in Cincinnati. Stuff happened. Stuff definitely happened. It was the game right before the trade deadline. It was uh, late July, I believe. So just over a year ago, um, the second, the more notable of the brawls, that took place last season between the Pirates and the Reds happened. Amir Garrett, who is still a member of the team, was angry over some actions taken by Keone Kella, who is still a member of the Pirates and was reactivated and will be pitching in this series. Other players uh, from both teams, such as Kyle Crick and Joey Votto, were heavily, heavily involved in these altercations. They are still on the team. Yasiel Puig. He's not on the rosters, but I would not be shocked for him just to be in Cincinnati during this series, you know, in case something <laughs> pops off. Um, but I guess that's where we could start is, do you think there's going to be any bad blood still from the ongoing feud this t- these two clubs had last season? I mean, the big catalysts for that, I think, are gone. Derek Dietrich has left the organization. Yeah. And, you know, him pimping home runs was the reason why it even, you know, came up. And the person that I know David Bell hated the most was Hurdle. Yes. And he's gone too. So I think those are the two big catalysts of it all. Yes, there's still Amir Garrett. Yes, there's still Keone Kella. Eh, I, maybe we'll find out, you know, there'll be an opening salvo or anything. But, you know, it's also been almost a year since these two teams have played. And they, and they played pretty nice those last couple series at the end of 2019. So, no, I don't expect any, any bad blood to be 
brought into the series, or at least any bad blood to start off <laughs> this series. Let's maybe if something happens, it it reinvokes some feelings. But no, no, it will be interesting to see if someone gets hit up and in how the next inning will go, especially if it's you know later in the game and the bullpens are involved. I I I will be. I will be paying very close attention if that happens because like I said, I mean, these two teams hated each other before 2019 as well. I mean, they've, mm -hmm. they've, the pirates and the reds have always kind of had their, their disagreements. Um, let's take a look at the reds and what they bring to the table. The red scouting report here, um, entering competition on Wednesday. So there's a game unless it gets rained out against the Royals on Thursday evening. We're recording this before that game, but entering competition on Wednesday, the reds, had a batting average lower than the Pittsburgh Pirates, which is hard to believe when you think about how bad this team has been at the plate this year. But the Reds were batting one point lower. I believe the Pirates are hitting 208 as a team. The Reds are hitting 207. The difference here is the Reds still find a way to get on base. They have the 13th best on base percentage in all of baseball, um, and they are leaving the yard, which is no surprise considering the ballpark they're playing home games in. Great American is a boombox, and they have uh, they're tied for seventh in all of baseball with 24 home runs this year. They're tied with the Detroit Tigers, and the Pirates saw all too well how they can have some swings yep. leave the yard there. So, not a great offensive team as far as hitting production. It sounds like they're going to walk. They're they're a very modern baseball team in the sense where they walk a lot and they hit a lot of home runs. And the guy to watch out for in this Reds lineup this season is Nick Castellanos. The Pirates saw him last year as a member of the Tigers and as a member of the Chicago Cubs, where he had a pretty productive year at the plate for both squads. And so far this year, he is second in the National League in home runs, third in the National League in runs batted in, and fifth in the National League in OPS. So he's hitting the ball well. The rest of the Reds really aren't. Joey Votto's had some nice swings and balls from here from time to time. Um, but overall, it's been Castellanos and everyone else has got similar numbers to the Pirates lineup. Guys hovering around the 200 batting average, a couple home runs here or there, and is what it is. So, Alex, when you look at this Reds lineup offensively, aside from obviously taking away Castellanos, what's something they need to be aware of? I mean, Moose also comes to mind. I think he's on the IL, though. He is? I believe so. Okay, so scratch that. Scratch that. Bad analysis for me. But just the Reds in general, that's a lineup that Pirate fans know. I mean, they've seen that lineup before. They've seen Joey Votto. Okay, he's struggling, but he's still Joey Votto. There's Suarez. There's – you brought up Castellanos. There's some good hitters in that lineup. What I've always said with the Reds, what kind of always stuck with me is this is a team that really built itself on its pitching that, you know, that was going to be the catalyst for this turnaround. And then they went out and made their defense worse, actively worse this offseason by signing Cassianos, by signing Moustakas, making moves that just, it doesn't make, it doesn't mesh with the pitching. Now a strikeout, it doesn't matter who's, you know, playing out in right field. You and I could be out in right field and it doesn't matter for that. Well, yeah. But <laughs> you would be first. Don't worry. You're higher on the depth chart than me. <laughs> just a little bit. All right. Yeah. Continue. But I mean, Trevor Bauer's off to a really good start. Sonny Gray's off to a really good start. I think the pitching is the big thing from this Reds team that I 
really look at. I think this is a team that is driven by their pitching. It doesn't matter that they're, doesn't matter that they're in a hitter's ballpark. They have the hitters that could carry them throughout the season, you know, good enough. But if their pitching really doesn't need that defense behind them and they're still this good, the Reds are real. The Reds would be real then. And I, I agree with that point where their starting rotation is, I think, far and away the best you're going to see in the National League Central this year. And one of the better rotations in all of Major League Baseball. And the numbers back that up right now. Uh, Ten quality starts already from the Cincinnati Reds. And they might get, in a, they might get that 11th one, like we said, in this game on Thursday. Um, and the Pirates are running into the harder part of that rotation. They're going to see DiScofani. Sonny Gray, Trevor Bauer, and Luis Castillo in the four games against Cincinnati uh, over the weekend. And of those guys, Trevor Bauer currently leads the National League, lowest ERA, 093, uh, and leads all of baseball, not just the National League, in whip, which is .57, and batting average against, which is uh, only 109. It's, you know, I can't believe anyone would think to pick him for their Cy Young award. You know, uh-huh. what a yeah. crazy guy I was. Um, it's crazy that the guy who went on and on, you know, for years about how you can't organically increase your fastball spin rate. Saw his fastball spin rate increase by like 300 RPMs this year, though. It's crazy. Well, I mean, he also does a lot of stuff. Like, he does like shock therapy. I know, I know, I know he does shock therapy. And he throws yeah. the javelin and all that yeah. stuff. But he went on for years saying, you know. I like, get it, I get it. All right. You can't you think get he's it up with steroids, that, you know, Alex. No. I'm sorry. I don't no, know what you want. No, from no, me. I'm not saying steroids. I'm I saying know. outside a. Outside a assistance yeah okay anyway in addition to trevor bauer doing a really good job on the mound this year sonny gray currently leads the national league tied for league lead and wins uh with tied for three um and leads the national league in strikeouts with 35 so they have good starting pitching and when you have a good rotation like this who goes deep into ball games like we said they've only played 15 games up to this point in the year um or 17 games or whatever more than half of their games they get a quality start you only need a couple of runs you're only going to need two or three big swings which in the ballpark that they're playing in is more than capable of happening when you have a Suarez when you have a Castellanos when you have a Votto when you have those guys in your lineup it just takes one bad pitch and you're going to lose a game three to one two to one four to three something like that and the Pirates have been on the wrong end of a lot of one-loss ball games, so that would be my concern. Is, and we're going to get into our second segment of what our keys the for the Pirates are. But as we break down this Reds team, it's clear that they're very built around uh, their starting rotation because their bullpen, Alex, is not very good. No, it isn't. And just to, before we get off of the starting talk, real fast, uh, I, I think there needs to be extra mention for Luis Castillo, who I think is one of the more underrated pitchers in all of baseball. And he's I mean, like performing the worst out of all their starters right now. Yeah. And even the worst is still yeah, pretty good. Very loose by most people's standards. It's just like a three something ERA and whatever. It's like, yeah. yeah, that's still a pretty good, pretty good start. But yeah, that part fans saw that change up really work nasty last year. And whenever you have guys like Reynolds, like Bell, who just have not been hitting this season, that's a weapon to really make a bad situation really bad, you know, that he's going to just have in his back pocket. Now, for Moran, for all the lefties, I mean, it's a, it's a filthy pitch. I mean, yeah, they have three guys. They're uh, 
Gray, Bauer, and Castillo all have over 30 strikeouts already this year. And we're Jeez. 18 games into the season. So that's they're on a very good pace uh, to do. I mean, if this was a 162-game year, you'd be looking. I mean, that's kind of like what the Indians have. Uh, four guys that had 200 strikeouts the year or two ago or something like that. I think 2017 was their big year. With the yeah. Pitchers. And, um, yeah, it's kind of like what you're seeing there. So – uh, but their bullpen, though, final note on the Reds, uh, like we said, the key and against any team, you want to get to their bullpen, except for maybe teams that like the Yankees that have loaded bullpens and they're going to let their starter go a couple innings and then just run it through. But uh, this bullpen, they allow a lot of home runs, 15 to be exact. And compare that to the Pirates bullpen, which has struggled this year. The Pirates bullpen has only allowed seven home runs this year so they've allowed more than double the amount of home runs that the Pirates bullpen has allowed and again you consider the park they're playing in but still when you consider what the Pirates have done offensively and when it's come in the game they've hit bullpens really well which is normal you're going to hit the bullpen guys better than the starter or the closer normally it's the seventh and eighth inning is when you're going to see the worst worst version of pitcher I guess from the from the opposition and uh, that's the key is to get Amir Garrett back out on the mound, to get those kind of guys out there because um, that gives them their best chance to win. And just make sure Amir Garrett doesn't Leroy Jenkins again. I wouldn't be mad, you know. Yeah, yeah, I would. <laughs> you would be mad? I'd be mad. I mean, hey, it's entertaining. That's, you can't do that this year with social distance. I was going to say, look what's happening to the Centron and, you know, the, the Astros. Yeah, that was tough. I mean, to call out a guy to come fight you in your dugout, you invite him into your house, and then you don't even have the courtesy to go fight him. You make other players do it. Rude. Well, 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 if it isn't the consequences of my own actions. That's nice. All right, we're going to take a quick break. When we get back, we're going to talk about the Pirates, what we want to see from them this series, uh, some new guys coming back, and maybe some changes we would like to see as they take on the Reds in a four-game set. We'll be back. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Second part of the show, Alex, Pirates are back in action. We just gave you a complete breakdown. Well, we gave each other a complete breakdown, and hopefully people are listening to this. We provided the listeners with a complete breakdown on the Cincinnati Reds, what you can expect to see from them in these upcoming four games. What would you like to see from the Pirates? 3-13, and 13, a lot of things simply aren't working. They get three days off to recharge the batteries. Musgrove to the IL. Um, Keone Kella rejoins the squad. Let's talk about that. How do you want to see Keone Kella be used in this series, his first time back, first action in the major leagues this year? I, I would like to see Keone pitch twice this series. Twice. Like, set it up, you know, even if it has to be scripted, like, hey, you're going to pitch Thursday, you're going to pitch Sunday. That's just how it's going to work. Just get him out there twice. I don't blame if they, want, if they don't want to be back-to-back days or anything like that, but get him some reps out there. Get him in either the eighth or ninth inning, I would say. I mean, he, he reaffirmed on Wednesday that, you know, I, I, I'll pitch any inning that I'm asked to, you know, if I'm 
if it's the eighth inning and the three, four, five hitters are coming up, I'll take out the three, four, five hitters. That's, you know, if, that, if that's the beginning of the game, I'll do that. It's a nice sentiment right now. Ease him back into it. Let's see how he does late in games. You know, just see Keone Kella because unfortunately, barring a pretty drastic and immediate turnaround with this team, this team's going to be a seller at the end of the month. Yeah. And Keone is going to be a guy that they're going to be selling. The top guy. A top guy. And, and quite frankly, Keone Kella's Pirates career is probably, from here on is out, is going to be like a two-and-a-half-week showcase for the rest of baseball of, he's fine, trade for him. He, and yeah, I, I, that's kind of what I want to see fine. from Keone yeah. right now. Yeah, no, I, I can agree with that. And this isn't a bad team to showcase against. And you, not that it matters. you got to pitch him against whoever you're playing. But if you can get him – on film or even not on film with the box score showing a strikeout against Castellanos, showing him doing well against guys like Joey Votto, guys against Suarez, putting up zeros in, in great American ballpark. That's a good look. That's a good first impression. I, I agree that you got to get him out there. And I want to see him. Yeah. I want to see him at least twice, Alex, because a, that means they're in a close game and B, even if it's not a close game, just get him out there, get him some reps and, even if they don't trade him this year, which they definitely should, uh, he's their best bullpen arm. And it just – it will be nice to see him out there, especially during a time where pretty much every arm is unavailable. Um, the lineup. What would you like to see from the Pirates lineup this series? Anything different? Anything new? Any guys getting extra opportunities? I kind of want to – I want, kind of want to roll with the Eric Gonzalez experience yeah. right now honestly, uh, with, you know, Moran and Bell usually being the DH, you know, either get him – that pretty much opens up, you know, opportunities at third base, either because Moran's DH or he's, or he's at first base. I kind of want to see that – he's swinging a hot bat right now. Just see where it goes, honestly. I mean, that's kind of the best the parts – it looks like that they can do right now is – Really evaluate well. Know going into the offseason, like, here's what we know about Eric Gonzalez. We, we know as much as we can know about a guy like this. Is this someone that we want on our team going forward? Is this someone that we want maybe to have a bigger role on the team going forward? I think, you know, really cutting down on that leg kick, opening up the stance, it, 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 it's serving him well. And I think – I'm going to look this up to make sure that I'm not lying to the good people, but I think going by expected batting average, he's like a top ten hitter so far this year across baseball, which is wild to think about. Not actual batting average because he's, you know, had a couple really hard hits that have been, you know, caught by outfielders. Not a ton of stuff has dropped, but just going based off of the quality of the contact, it's been really, really good. My, my, my thing that I want to see, and I agree, Eric needs to be in the lineup every single game, uh, barring something unfortunate. At least for now. At least yeah. from now. Like, whenever Cabrian comes up, then we can talk about that. But for right now, I, if the options – Who else is hitting base, the ball? You don't have a choice. The options at third base, you know, besides Moran right now, it, it's kind of like Jose Osuna. JT Riddle. JT Riddle is another guy Shelton brought up. I don't need to see JT Riddle at bats. I'm sorry. You I don't? just don't. I don't. You know, he's the guy who's got to pop in, you know, Sunday lineup. That's it. I'd rather see Eric Gonzalez get the at-bats. I would rather see Eric Gonzalez get the at-bats over Jose Osuna, and I'm sure that is going to strike a chord with a couple people. 
I mean, I think you can, you can make both work. But you mentioned Sunday lineup. That's another thing I wanted to address. After getting three days off, is a Sunday lineup necessary, especially when you're uh, scheduled to face Luis Castillo on that Sunday, a, a, a deadly left-hander? I would imagine that, you know, you probably want to have your best lineup out there against him, especially when the lefty bats in your lineup are guys like Colin Moran and Gregory Polanco, guys who – traditionally don't do very well against left-handed pitching. Yeah. Uh, before I answer that, just to go real fast, I looked up Eric Gonzalez going by ex-WOBA. So just quality to contact how it's supposed to be translated. For those who don't know what ex-WOBA is, yes, please yes. explain it, that. I... Ex- expected stats. This is, this is the best expected of the stats. The top three hitters in baseball – among people with at least 30 plate appearances are Corey Seager, Giancarlo Stanton, and Eric Gonzalez. Okay. A lot of that is the small sample size, but come on, come on. Hey. It's been really good contact. So get them in, get them in. in to learn. <clears throat> but you look around uh, after these days off, do you expect them to, do you expect to see John Ryan Murphy getting multiple starts in this four game series? Do you expect to see a Sunday lineup? I know that after this series, they still have, I mean, they play a lot of games following this. They have a set against Cleveland. They have a weekend set against the Brewers. Um, but after these days off, would it be fair to see the best lineup possible in these uh, upcoming four games? I, I think most of them. I think with the two, with anytime you go night game to day game, you really at least, you basically punt one of those days for your starting catcher. That, you know, you're either going to get the night game off or you're going to get the day game off. So eyeballing Stallings, it would be like, okay, he starts Thursday and Friday, gets Saturday off, gets and then starts Sunday. Which I, I don't see why Stallings can't do Thursday through Sunday. Catching a day game after a night game, especially for catchers, is rough. Yeah. I mean, I mean we could talk about like center field, like okay, Gerard Dyson, he's been in the league forever. He he could you know stand out in the outfield for but squatting for that long, it it, it does it does take at you. After a while. So I think we're going to see more or less what we have seen so far. We're going to see Moran and Bell probably DH at least one of those games each. We're going to see some changing in the outfield, maybe a little Cole Tucker out there. You know, maybe Eric Gonzalez had a position other than third base, something up the middle. I, I don't think it'll ever be a strict, strict Sunday lineup with this team. Like, I think there's always going to be a, always a, a couple lineup. of the A-team hitters in there no matter what. But I think it's almost always going to have, like, one or two, well, you know, Cole Tucker's out there right now instead mm-hmm. of Gregory Polanco or something like that. Yeah, fair. Um, one thing I'd like to see, uh, we talked about lineup construction. I would like to see someone else batting third for the Pittsburgh Pirates all four games this series. Josh Bell shouldn't be in the three-hole right now. I just he does he doesn't get on base. No one on this team really does, aside from Brian Reynolds. When it comes to drawing walks, no one on the Pittsburgh Pirates has drawn double-digit walks so far this year. Reynolds leads the team with nine. I think Bell is a cleanup hitter, or you could bat him fifth. I don't I don't want to see him hitting in the top three of the lineup. That he doesn't belong there. I for ideally for this series, I would like to see it leading off Kevin Newman, second. Eric Gonzalez, wherever you want to play him in the field, third, Brian Reynolds. That's my one, two, three, all four games this series. 
see, my mind went, if you don't bat Josh Bell third, I think who is having the best at-bats in front of Josh, for Josh Bell right now, so you could put him in front. So not only could Josh Bell have a hitter, you know, on base, but Josh Bell could watch a lot of pitches from the on-deck circle. You bat fifth right. behind Colin Moran. No, I was thinking the other way of making Colin Moran the three-hitter and move Josh Bell to fourth. I mean, you could do that too. I'm fine with either one of those. I don't know. I, I just or or the sabermetric guy in me is gonna be like bat Colin Moran second because he's yeah. been your best hitter this year. Yeah, and that's where I, that's why I said you put Gonzalez at second. Um, but yeah, I I don't want to see Josh Bell in the top three of the lineup. That's he doesn't belong there. Even when he's doing well, I'd rather him be the cleanup hitter. Or in this case. Everyone they've batted fifth this year has seemed to hit the ball well. They've hit Phil Evans there, he's produced. They've hit Moran there, he's produced. They've hit Brian Reynolds, and he's hit, the, he's be, hit better in that spot than he has as the second hitter, the third hitter, wherever else they've had him. So that Josh Bell fifth behind Colin Moran, behind Brian Reynolds, wherever, I don't care. Get him out of the third spot and get Newman some bats at, at bats at leadoff. This Adam Frazier thing at the top of the order, we've been doing this for far too long. See, I'm kind of thinking the other way around it, though right now because I, this is just something that popped into my head I wouldn't mind seeing something weird at leadoff like like how Joe Madden every once in a while had like Anthony Rizzo bat leadoff be like okay let's let's see a Colin Moran you know start off this game or even a Josh Bell or Brian Reynolds you know just mix something up let's see what happens if the whole point of this year is to see how different players perform in different situations that'd be right up that alley right uh I'd go right? Brian Reynolds leadoff Maybe Colin Morant. I would bat those two lead off because, again, they're having long at-bats. Josh Bell, when he gets out a lot of times, it's on less than, like, five pitches. I don't have the numbers in front of me to back that up. But I, don't you get that feeling, too, that he has pretty short at-bats this year? Yeah. I don't want that from my leadoff hitter. I, no, again, no, I'm, I'm fine you. with Moran doing that. I'm fine. If they want to go that route, I'm not going to necessarily, necessarily hate it. But you need someone who's going to go deep into counts. Anthony Rizzo can do that for you. Josh Bell and – Polanco and Reynolds, a lot of those guys, they're not going deep into counts. Reynolds is going deeper than other guys. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. I've seen some long at-bats out of Reynolds. Yeah, I, 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 I don't know why I just mentioned Reynolds because he leads the team in walks. So, I, yeah. I scratched that. Well, even, beyond, even beyond yes. the walks, like I've seen him. I was just thinking of ugly strikeouts, yeah. yes. But, yeah, no, he's also had ugly strikeouts. Yes. Yes. But, no, I mean, I don't want Bell anywhere near the leadoff spot. But if you want to do Reynolds, if you want to do Moran, if you want to do Egon, Whatever, sure. You want to mix that up. Ideally, I would like Kevin Newman there because he performed well there last year, and he's hitting the ball well now. So just put him back where he belongs at the top of the order. I, I've been a firm advocate of Kevin Newman batting leadoff okay. for, since last year. Alex, final question uh, for the show. Give me a bold prediction from this series. It could be anything. The Pirates win a game. All right. That's, I mean, that's kind of bold. I mean, come on. That's, I'm Statistically, win that's kind of bold. Four. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to say three Brian Reynolds home runs this series. Now that is bold. That is that bold. Is very bold. But I think that Brian Reynolds, I, I don't even know his, uh, his splits at Great American. If he hit, Actually, Josh Bell normally hits the ball pretty well in Great American, if I'm not mistaken. He's, um, he's run into a couple. Yeah. But I'm going to stick with my prediction. Brian Reynolds – He's going to heat up this series. I'm going to say three Brian Reynolds homers this four-game series against the Cincinnati Reds. He is Alex Stumpf. I am Noah Hiles. 
Be sure to follow us both on social media. Follow all the DK Pittsburgh Sports social media platforms. And be sure to hit that subscribe all button to these podcasts. You got DK with the with the daily uh what is shot. It? Daily shot. Yeah, I was gonna for some reason I kept saying daily drip, and I'm like, that's not it. Uh daily shot. What? I, I don't know. I mean, yeah, he's got swag, drip. I don't know. No, it's yeah. <laughs> daily shot from dk we get java we get all the radio hits it's well worth subscribing hit subscribe all and don't just do it for yourself tell other people hell go to the apple store and just go on all their devices and hit subscribe on those now that's a little bit too much but subscribe all tell your friends tell your enemies get everyone on in on the bandwagon we're making great content here and we're going to continue doing it we'll talk to you tomorrow